The Manitoban city of Narcisse is a small, quaint place with not much tourism for most of the year. However, for a few days in every spring, the ground erupts in a slithering mass of red-sided garter snakes. Why do these living noodles get together in such massive numbers? What are they doing for so long underground? Well, not surprisingly, it's all about surviving long enough to pass along those genes. It is, after all, the true meaning of life, death, and taxonomy. to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter or uh, visit us or at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at ldtaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, to Tristan Taylor, uh, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, and Richard Kaspar. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about a North American noodle of many varieties, but more on that later. So many noodles. Yes. But what are we actually talking about, I guess I should say? Mm-hmm. We're talking about the red-sided garter snake? Yeah. Which is a sub subspecies of the common garter snake. And then there are subspecies of that. No, no. Isn't the, that insane? The um Yeah, I think it's the yeah, the common garter snake mm-hmm. is the binomial nomenclature. And then yeah, red sided is one of many. That's what a subspecies yeah. is. So it's got three. So it's the trinomial nomenclature. <laughs> but yeah. we're going to call it here. Um, snake it to the limit. And slither into her DMs. <laughs> oh. That's a dumb thing. But it'll, it'll make sense when I talk about <laughs> the major fact. This oh. is, by the way, courtesy yeah, okay. of a U-Haul truck I saw. They, you know what? At this point, we take him where we can get him. Yeah. For the animal ideas. Yeah, this is this. I think the second animal that I, with the idea was like, me just reading the side of a U-Haul truck at a stoplight. <laughs> I'm like, gosh, I gotta jot that down. It's wrong. I get some but... uh, from TikTok. It's wrong. It's illegal. <laughs> It's, it's, it's just it's it's, it's unethical. It's to morally reprehensible truck. for them, for them <laughs> to give me animal facts on the side of the U-Haul truck. No, it's inc- <laughs> the information on it is incorrect. It's oh, is it exaggerated? At least from what I could tell. Mm. But why don't you uh, so taxonomize yeah. us, Captain? Okay. Well, it's in the kingdom you know, love, and are in the kingdom Animalia. It's in the phylum that you like and love and gotta have, Cordata, because you gotta have a spine gotta have in it. order to walk around and stuff. It's what like uh, it's in 
I've always said that a spine is absolutely that, necessary to you're not living really unless you have a spine. It is most necessary to have a spine. It is sense. most necessary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't thought the of that class is reptilia, reptilia, which you are not in, unfortunately. No, but the strokes the, are except for like maybe this this the deep state. If you're listening, the deep yeah, state are reptilian masters. <laughs> The uh, the time lords yeah. or whatever the oh wait the time TVA time variant author whatever authority I forgot what they they named the lizard people but uh, the order is Squamata the mm-hmm. sub order is a boar's head ultimate with lettuce tomato and mayonnaise really that's what this is called that's <laughs> that's what my sub order is. Oh, oh! Um, I was like, "There's a you can go you, you can go to Publix, you get a pub sub, and say, hey, can I have a Serpentis, please?'" <laughs> yeah, I think I made that exact joke like in within our first ten episodes. Oh, really? So if you're that's 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 one for the day ones. Um, so yeah, suborder is Serpentis, and the family is Culibridae, Culibridae, Culibridae. Yeah, isn't the Spanish like culebra is like a cobra or something? Uh, maybe. It's a Puerto Rican municipality. That's it. Um, the genus is Thalm, Thalm, the Thalmar, the high elves <laughs> that don't want you to worship Thala, Thalos. Uh, <laughs> Thalmnophis. Yeah, Thamnophis. Thamnophis. Yeah. And then the species, the binomial name is Tham- Thamnophis sertalis. But then the trinomial name is Thamnophis sertalis peri- perietalis. So basically, like, if you are a knight and you're dueling, you're dueling another knight named sir tallis and i mean if you want to beat sir tallis you got a parry a tallis <laughs> yeah remember to block and remember to parry a tallis but yeah thamnophis sir tallis parry which since we're in the business of naming things it's time for my favorite part of the show Bitter groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and that question is the same every time. What is the name of the group of this animal? Or what is a term of entry? Or what is the collective noun? We're talking about snakes. I don't think we've done this one yet. I mean, we've done snakes before, but I don't think we've done this one. So I doubt you remember. If you saw a group of snakes hmm. and by... And we're... Uh, boy, howdy, are we about to talk about a group of snakes. Um... <clears throat> Would you call it A, a nest of snakes, B, a cluster of snakes, C, a tangle of snakes, or D, a curse of snakes? The curse of snakes is very uh, Old Testament Moses-y. Um, nest, cluster, tangle, and curse. Nest, final answer. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Nice. It's a nest of snakes. Yeah. 
I thought I would get you with Tangle. Tangle but... uh, no, I, Tangle makes sense, especially for this one, but it, I could see where your mind would go there. Or why your mind would go there. Well, the other ones are make more make sense as well so but nest is boring and disappointing as terms of entry often are yeah I, I should have put like burrow and colony or something like that um mm -hmm. also i wanted to point out that the family uh colubridae which we mentioned earlier is the largest family of snakes ah well culebra is snake in spanish uh, but also Serpentes is also snake, snake in Spanish. Um, I think that it, uh, it sounds familiar. It's one of those vocab words that um, you that don't come up very often in school and doesn't come up all that often in conversation. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What does this? What does it look like? Let's talk about what it looks like. Well, the common garter snake is a long, thin noodle. A long snake that's thin. It's not like a, a python where it gets thick in the middle, like a because like a dad it, because bod. it's just swallowed a baby deer. Right, uh, because there aren't baby deer small enough for this guy. Most have multicolored stripes that run the length of their bodies from head to tail. Uh, the common garter snakes. Um, well, like the whole the whole uh, species and all of its subspecies comes in like a ton of different colors, including green, blue, yellow, gold, red, orange, brown, and black. Our friend, I am assuming, has red on his side. <laughs> Wait, funny, funnily enough, uh, it doesn't really. It's more yellow. Oh, is it just like a like sometimes it might be a little bit like of a burnt yellow? It's like red. That's red. Like in the animal kingdom, when stuff is blue or purple, it's, it's like it, like it's blue. <clears throat> it's not really that. Blue. The the ones in California are like straight up red though. So I don't know why they call this one the red sided garter garter snake. Um, because it is yeah. yellow, maybe a little on the white side. Cool, 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 cool. Well, let's talk about how big it is. Welcome to the beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms. Uh, through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that is introduced by you when you send in an audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words Measure Up into LDTaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new Measure Up intro this week. So I'm going to go I'm gonna switch things up instead of like farming the uh, f the our, our faves, which we've done a lot of. I feel like we need to recently. maybe like send us a measure up. All you have to do, and I know you just said it, but I said it fast. All you have to do is pull out your phone. If you have an iPhone, it's got a voice memo app. Say measure up into your phone, into the, the, the voice app. Stop recording. There's a little, little little share button, little box with an arrow on it. Click that, and then go to email and type in ldtaxonomy at gmail.com, and then press send. Probably put a subject. Measure up. And then, voila, you've sent it to us. And you'll get to hear yourself on the show. And we'll say thank you, and we'll call you up. Well, we won't call you up by name if you don't want to, but... Um, 
yeah, that's 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 that it's as easy as that. We're back to weird animal sounds. Yeah. Um we'll we'll give you five percent if you get this one. Um without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. What was the, that? The last part was a, a full-grown man. Did you say oh, it was a it was a video a video on a loop, and it was going to be check out this blank sound, and I didn't want to hear what, you to hear what the blank. Oh, was. I thought he said check off. I thought he named whatever that was after check off. No, check out. He was trying to say check out this animal, but I didn't want you to hear it. All right, so it's kind of like a, I don't know. Oh, what are the options? I don't have any options. Oh, I got it. What do you think? It, it's, uh, Come up with this whole a cloth. It, it's a it's a mammal. This is fill in the blank. This is the worst. Yeah, but it's a mammal. What am I taking the ACT here? It's a it's a mammal, and it's in a zoo. It's not uh, in a house. I figured that that it wasn't in a house. Um, I don't know. An ostrich? No, oh, wait. You said mammal. Sorry. That's, Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are they called? Urdus? Oh, this African gazelle. Like a thing. bovine thing? Yeah, an urdu. Final yep. answer? Correct answer was bear. That's a black bear. That's a bear? This funny bear noise. <laughs> Have your volume up. <laughs> Is that a text-to-speech guy? Is that the text-to-speech guy? I forgot you've never used TikTok. Text-to-speech is all over TikTok. And they have also released an AI that will, like, mask your voice. Um, Why? And, like, change your voice on the fly, which is just crazy. China. Man. Yeah, so now you can not not China, man. <laughs> now you can that that'll make um making ransom calls so much more streamlined. Right, exactly. You, now, now you don't need those like I guess they really did already have that. You, yeah, I now I don't need that, that those extra apparatuses. Uh, like it, it it also is a lot more cost effective to hold people ransom. Like this is great. I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah so let's talk about length. There are up to four feet long. That's on the upper end. They are usually not that long, but they can be up to four four feet long. That's probably above average. Must be on the upper end of average. So how many garter snakes go into the height of the tallest tier? The ha- the tallest um uh, gallery in the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. How do they know that? How does anybody know that? Because somebody recorded how many cubits it was. Here's a hint. The Hanging Gardens of Babylon are among the seven wonders of the ancient world. The gardens were built on a stepped pyramid-shaped building covered in plants and vegetation. The gardens were said to be a gift from King Nebuchadnezzar II to his wife, Queen Amethyst of Media. Uh, Media was apparently green like a green mountainous country and she was real sick of the flat plains of Babylon 
So he built her what is what was essentially a green mountain. Although not quite the size of a mountain. Like a small hill. Well, Babylon was definitely known for its opulence. Yeah, there is some uh there are some you know, anytime there's anything in ancient history, people are like, Maybe it didn't exist. And we're like, stop ruining our fun, nerd. It existed. Josephus said it did. <laughs> Pliny the Elder told us. Yeah. Well, in this case, Josephus really did write about the gardens of Babylon. Uh, but he def- he lived um, several hundred years after the gardens were said to. He was writing. He was quoting a guy. We have him quoting another ancient historian about it. And there's other other uh, historians from ancient times, some of which were supposed supposedly had visited Babylon when the hanging gardens would have been there. Um, this is like the, this is basically what is the height of this building? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It was like, um, several, several platforms support supported by, uh, <clears throat> like, uh, marble like a ziggurat columns. style yeah ziggurat style but it's not like an enclosed space um i'm gonna say um 400 feet oh so the answer is 100 done easy 100 snakes. this is easy 100 snakes Final answer? Yeah. Correct answer was 18 snakes. This is the most pathetic hanging gardens I've ever heard of. The uppermost (laughs) gallery was described as 50 cubits or 75 feet. Gosh, you couldn't even see it from a mile away. Never mind. See, that's the thing. It's like hanging gardens of Babylon are extremely, like, doable. Now. (laughs) It's not like, it's not, well, not then, too. A 75-foot building? If you could build the pyramids, you would certainly build You just have to, a pyramid just have to grow some plants on the pyramids, garden. and then suddenly you've beaten the hangry, hanging, the hangry gardens. <laughs> what is, this is a... Uh, um, the hanxious gardens. What is it? The um, little shop of horrors. It's a, it's a, the, the, yeah. the hangry gardens <laughs> of Rick Moranis. Um, yeah. Goodness. The hanging gardens were real. Because, like, I mean, I I'm just picturing, that. like, a ziggurat. And those things can get really, really tall because, I mean, it's just limited by your material. It's pretty much just limited by your materials because it's so structurally sound. Right. Yeah, it's not... It wasn't... I don't think, like... It was opulent. It was more more about the opulence of, like, these beautiful plants all over this like marble stone structure rather than like how did they build that that's incredible um but yeah i don't see why they couldn't build that that seems right to me yeah every Um, culture in that day should have had their own hanging gardens that should have been kind of like this yeah the this uh like the joint commission seal it's like okay we're we're good we're built it on a whim he built it on a whim to satisfy his wife's nostalgia I mean, so he is like, Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. I was, the, yeah. That's the Nebuchadnezzar that, like, 
burn Jerusalem to the ground, right? The second? I don't know. This is... I don't remember. I, no, I it must be because which... the Nebuchadnezzar was um, the the next monarch after him was Darius of Persia. So, so Persia Persia came and and took and uh, defeated and and occupied Babylon, and that was the next yeah. monarch. So this must be Nebuchadnezzar. Well, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar one and Nebuchadnezzar two were separated by a long time. Oh, were they? Um, then maybe I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. But Nebuchadnezzar II um, was like toward the end of when the minor prophets were. I think the minor, the, there was 400 years in the intertestamental period. Uh, so I think Micah or something was like in the 400 BC or right or before 400 BC. And uh, King Nebuchadnezzar was like 600 BC. So maybe he's one of, he's in the stories. Maybe he's that Nebuchadnezzar, the Jeremiah right. Nebuchadnezzar. But but the uh, but the other the Nebuchadnezzar one is like smack dab in the middle of the Old Testament, so like one thousand or so. So, and the Nebuchadnezzar that you know we know and love, um, <laughs> is, it came way old, after David, old donkey man, yeah, himself. It, the 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 pe- pendulum man the guy who was at one point like the god of the hebrews is the only god the most powerful well, like, we must worship him and then the other end it's like uh worship me or be burned alive yeah nebuchadnezzar the second destroyed the temple of jerusalem and initiated the babylonian captivity of the jewish population. so it's the second one that's the one we know and love mm-hmm and that makes sense because uh, the, the, during that time he he was probably the most powerful person in the known world. So, let's talk. Wait, they're they're five ounces. Um, so how many garters? How, how many? He's a little guy. How many garter snakes snakes go into the weight of Big Bud sixteen V seven forty seven when it is fully ballasted? <laughs> big bud I'm gonna, yeah i'll give you one percent towards this answer if you can tell me what the heck i'm talking about i mean a 747 is a plane ballasts not in this case sounds like something that would be used for a ship mm-hmm. so what's your final answer what vehicle is this? <laughs> uh it's is it a is it a plane that's been modified into a ship and it's called big bud is that your final yeah. answer yeah no, it's a tractor. <laughs> As a tractor, Big Bud's a tractor. I didn't know tractors needed ballast. The biggest tractor. I didn't either. Um, but, yeah, Big Bud is the, is the biggest tractor ever. The top of the cab is 14 feet high. Ballast, I looked it up. What the heck is ballast in terms of a tractor? Ballast is used uh, is usually a liquid or a foamy material that is used to fill the tire to add weight which increases traction and cuts down on horsepower horsepower imbalance. So it gives you it just weights weights the um tractor in the right spot. Apparently, you'd think if you look at a tractor the the where's the weight? In the back, right? Wh- whatever it's, it's hauling. Thicker. Yeah. Well, that well just like the tractor itself, you'd think the weight is in the back. But apparently, a lot of the weight is 
unequally distributed up front. And a lot of the horsepower is up front, I guess, because that's where the engine is. I also feel like it would be like the movie Cars where they would fall over if they were weighted in the back too much. Like if you accelerated too quickly, you would just, the whole thing would just topple over. Typically not a problem for a tractor. (laughs) No, those things have, those Uh, things can, I mean, they don't move really quickly, but like if you go from, if you go from completely standing still to just like gunning it, I imagine like the top can lift up and then you just roll forward and then the whole thing comes crashing down unless it's apparently one of the things that you could use for ballast in in a tractor is methanol which is the toxic byproduct of alcohol of spirits corn whiskey i'm gonna say fourteen thousand pounds that's like a semi truck right 14 feet tall is really, really, really tall. Um, and so what? That's that's uh, seven tons. Maybe that's too much. Let's say f- no. It's like standing on your house, a one-story house. One yeah, I'm not. Like I'm gonna stick with my top part. I'm gonna stick with my gut and say 14,000 pounds times 16 ounces. Finally, no. I'm, how many sneaks? I mean, 42,000 snakes. Final answer. Wait, wait. Yes. We're talking fully ballasted here. Yeah. <laughs> Final I, answer. I never go anywhere unless I'm fully ballasted. <laughs> yes. 42,000. Well, the, the, correct, the correct answer is 43. I mean, 432,000 <laughs> snakes. Big Bud weighs... 135,000 pounds. That's a big bud. It is a big bud. It's a very big bud. It's a huge tractor. Biggest bud. Yeah. I like big buds. And we are the best of buds. And we're the biggest of buds. Um, Let's talk about fast facts before we get into the major fact, if you will. Their habitat, uh, garter snakes are found in forests, fields, prairies, streams, wetlands, meadows, marshes, and ponds, often uh, near water. They, they like to be near water. Who doesn't when, you're, when you need to survive? You know? Oh, are you? Oh, this is, that's range, not rhetorical. <laughs> I was asking you who, 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 <laughs> who doesn't. Name one. When you need water to survive, who doesn't want to live near it? The, Desert animals. The... The uh, tardigrade. They like water and moist leaves. No, they just need one molecule of it, though. They, they don't need it. They like it. And then it, they're though. good. They're not. They're not extremophiles. They're actually. Haven't you? <laughs> haven't you uh, heard the Cosmos Sheldrake song about tardigrades, where it's like. I can do all this. I can like survive all this stuff, but I'd rather just sit by my fire, you know. Like, and they're like hobbits, capable. I'm. Uh, but I'm going to stop you right at. Uh, have you heard the Cosmos Sheldrake song? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the range. Um, they're geographically uh, they're found as far as uh, the southernmost tip of Florida. We got them. We got it. We got them. Hot chocolate. Hot. Hot. <laughs> and as far north as I, I, whenever uh, someone says we we got it 
um i i think of that scene in polar express and i've only seen that movie (laughs) once and it's stuck with me just here i see i watch it every year i love that movie yeah it's okay but it's uh i i started to love it ironically and now it's real love it's so weird but i enjoy it it is really um for the tom hanks of it all uh, as they also live as far north as Canada's northwestern territories, so that's a far-flung noodle for a snake. They uh, they eat frogs, newts, earthworms, leeches, slugs, fish, lizards, crustaceans, and insects. Um, and uh, garter snake bites aren't that dangerous to humans, but their bite can cause itching and irritation. They don't have fangs like a viper. But they, but many garter snakes have very, very small um, teeth. If you look at a picture, if you type in garter snake mouth, you're going to see um, like no teeth. So either the, I saw, I was reading that some people were saying some don't have any teeth at all. And the ones that do have very small teeth. So whether it is very small or not at all, it appears as if they are toothless. They have teeth. They're just very yeah. small. Well, I, they some definitely have teeth, but it, at least the um, red-sided garters. They, they are has quite, quite, quite small. It's yeah. like Herbie got to. Um, it. but, it's like a. It's like a. It's a very humble bumble. Yeah, uh, they're they don't they're not vipers, so they don't have the pits full of venom that are injected through tooth straws. Rather, their saliva has a mild venom. That can be toxic to small prey uh, and irritating to hue, to hue, to hue, for humans. Um, some species ooze a stinky liquid when they're threatened. Same. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> uh, what, what is the thing? What, oh, um, mood. That's what people say. It's a yeah, mo- mood. I'm scared oozeless. Mood. Um, ooze Macapa. Ernest scared oozeless. Um, they are resistant to poisons that might kill a human, including the toxic poisons found on certain toads and newts. So they like to eat these toads and newts. And this little snake can eat the toad that would kill you, you know, so, or give you just crazy fun. psychedelic trips. Yeah, they're they They have no trips except for, around the pond but that's all i got all right the major fact is i'm calling it, it it's it's in this it's in the style of a fallout boy song so it's called tying the knot in parentheses <laughs> Ten Thousand snakes in their dens <laughs> Ten thousand snakes in their dens um, that sounded more like a uh, like maybe a Kansas or maybe even an audio adrenaline, or a... or like um, bless the Lord. Parentheses ten thousand reasons. Yeah, I and it's ten thousand. Ah, uh, okay. But I couldn't find anything that like really worked with um ten th- reasons ten thousand reasons. So ten th- and all I could think of was the disturbed song ten thousand fists in the air. Um. <laughs> So, with Thanksgiving coming up, actually, this is probably going to come out like two days before Thanksgiving. I mean, not everybody's going to listen to it at the same time, but if you're listening to this on release day, 
Thanksgiving is around the corner. Uh, many of us mm-hmm. are prepping for large family gatherings, but you ain't got nothing on this snake. Uh, even though its biggest gatherings happen in Canada, where they don't celebrate Thanksgiving, apparently they're not thankful for that much except boxes. I don't know. I don't know what happens up there. They celebrate Thanksgiving on uh, in October. Well, that's completely inappropriate. Um, each... <laughs> Each year, um, red, red-sided garter snakes uh, will congregate in the inner lake of Manitoba, which is a province in Canada right next to Ontario. Um, it's just west of Ontario. Uh, it's, so this is an area near Winnipeg, which is, I think, the largest city in, in Manitoba. And they will congregate in the largest, what is quite possibly the largest gathering of snakes in the world. Uh, in the area known as the Narcisse Snake Dens, <laughs> um, some 70,000 snakes come to nest in the sinkholes that are created in the limestone. So the the side of the U-Haul that I read for this idea said it was 150,000 snakes and called it one of the largest gatherings of vertebrates in the world. And I guess there's a lot of room for one of the largest, but man, is that not even close? Um, man, yeah, go to a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> yeah, for, for, first of all, the um, Taylor Swift. No, how many people can go to that? We're, we're, didn't you mention that in a Measure Up? How many people were at a Taylor Swift? Concert? Yeah. Also, apparently, in the news, like Taylor Swift. Um, is having a concert. She's having a tour. And Ticketmaster got absolutely, utterly decimated by people trying to buy tickets. I keep forgetting that... it's their that, fault for some reason. I keep forgetting that Taylor Swift um, is a force in this world. Uh, she is. And uh, Johanna got tickets. Like very, She was very lucky. But I don't think there's, there's like one concert where there's 150,000 people. I think that over the course of her concerts it dwarfs that number but i don't think there's a because the no, giant stadium holds like stadium. ninety thousand people and that's a ton um, i don't know i i i have no idea um largest concert ever <laughs> um anyway there's like a deli penguins get together in a colony of like half a million and bait fish um and the, those giant bait balls they get together in much larger numbers so 150,000 is actually like amateur hour at the apollo and and it's not even that much it's half that 70,000 snakes but it's still something to be it's still 70,000 snakes is uh nothing to uh nothing to shake your finger at even though that's exactly what i just did if you're watching this um the, so that scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where Indy is dropped into a pit of snakes and the floor is just moving, yeah, that's that's not fiction in Manitoba. Uh, as long as you're not squeamish around the idea of snakes, I highly recommend the Nat Geo video covering this. Um, people come from all over the country and all over the world to try to catch a glimpse of these pits of these um these sinkholes 
where the the snakes come out and mate outside of the uh outside of the sinkholes so you just have these big pits where there are i mean it's seventy thousand snakes and there are only four places where they can be in manitoba and each one of these four places is about the size of a living room so each one of these four sinkholes is about the size of a living room and the reason why um they do this is because they they're snakes they they're cold-blooded reptiles and they live in canada <laughs> um <laughs> it is not common to find reptiles uh very far north where it gets super cold in fact it gets down to negative 50 minus 50 degrees fahrenheit it's colder than mars it's colder than the surface of mars and i think we've done a the rubber rubber boa like the major fact was that they live in canada <laughs> yeah and they and, and, and they do this they thing can... called brumating uh, which is the reptile version of hibernating um because i mean 50, negative 50 degrees is enough to kill any animal uh, let alone an animal that needs to regulate its body temperature outside um so that's why most snakes live in the tropics and subtropics because you know they can be in the shade to cool down or in the sun to warm up it's not an option when it's negative 50 outside um so they they brumate they hibernate reptile version of hibernating it's, it's and it's basically hibernating just without the sleeping part they slow their metabolism they slow their movement and their breathing and their heart rate um and it's about it's as much about maintaining body temperature as it is about conserving energy um but i mean you can't just stop where you are on the ground and as a snake and just go into this brumate state um, and expect to live through the winter now they have to go underground and the way that they get underground enough to be able to get below the frost line is through these sinkholes and there are only four of them that are large enough to accommodate these snakes and um, so all of the snakes in the area, all 70,000 have these four places to be in. And each one of them is the size of a living room. So um, even if you divide it up evenly, what is that like? 17,000 snakes. Yeah, 17 and a half thousand snakes in each one. And some of them are larger than others. They don't, they, they don't divide it up evenly. They don't call out. It's like, okay, you're one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. All the twos come with me. You're coming to this sinkhole and all the, um, but still like if there's 10,000 in one, that means that there's, you know, 25,000 in another. And, um, so all of them wriggling around and so during the winter they'll live in these these sinkholes and then in the spring they will come out of these sinkholes for a few days to mate and then they disperse to once now now that it's okay to be outside and not die as a as a, as a reptile and then as winter approaches they will recongregate in these places so it's kind of like a migration um and there are so many of them and they don't hiss or make it or rattle or make any sounds but all of them wriggling in one place apparently sounds like wind rushing through trees really loudly um and so when they come out of and and the 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 big global event that brings people all over the place to come see is is these few days maybe like 
three or four days where they come out to mate. And you never know when it's going to happen. Um, it's all based on weather. It could be well into spring, but it's it's still cold. It's still cloudy. It's still rainy or something, and they don't come out. So you never know what's going to happen. It's kind of just um, like you know, you're at you're at the whims of nature. Um, hmm. Females are larger and uh, less numerous, much less numerous than males. There's one female to every 100 males. Um, so the males need to navigate an ocean of writhing angel hair pasta to find the one pasta strand that's slightly larger than the rest. Um, and they do this <laughs> not by visual, because imagine that. Um, they use pheromones. Um, and that they'll, that's how they'll track down a female. But it's the competition is really, really fierce to mate. Um, so, uh, and they don't fight; they they're not really equipped to fight. So they they'll pile onto the female, and in fact, so many can be piled onto one female that they turn into this big ball of snakes that can tumble around like down slopes and off rocky outcroppings and stuff. Uh, which is just if again if you don't like snakes this is not for you <laughs> don't don't watch this video imagine you're just a hiker you're a hiker and all of a sudden a giant ball of snakes uh, just falls out of a tree next to you or something. descends upon you oh gosh <laughs> our snakes will blot out the sun <laughs> we will hike in the shade <laughs> um <laughs> the um and what the males are doing, and if you watch it, they're 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 all like on top of her, and they're just like kind of nudging her with their their faces. They're they're kind of driving their their heads into her head. And she's actually she's actually significantly bigger than them. Um, but the goal for the males is to literally irritate her to the point where she opens up a gland to spray a repellent at them. But that also leaves her open for mating. <laughs> So it's just the irritator to the. So it's like uh, in a video game when somebody's invulnerable until they drop their shields to attack you. Yeah, or yeah, they drop their shields shields to attack you, exposing the the big glowing core of their gun, and you shoot that or whatever. Um, <laughs> so, so they just spend all their time like just just poking this this female till she gets so mad at them that she. Uh, uh, abandons all common sense and and uh, leaves herself open in order to to spray some uh, snake repellent, which she could have just asked the Adam West Batman. I'm sure he has some snake repellent on his belt. <laughs> um, and so this this area was actually the site of one of Manitoba's first labor strikes, and the reason for this labor strike. Was there was a bunch of workers at um, at a construction site, and they absolutely refused to continue working um, because they were surrounded by snakes. <laughs> there used to be a lot more of these dens and a lot more snakes, um, but people have built over them. Um, the entire dens have been destroyed on purpose because, like, you have a neighborhood, and snakes. then like a couple of hundred feet away, or maybe a couple dozen feet away once a year there's just tens of thousands of snakes over there um and you know people generally don't take too kindly to that 
Maybe one snake. Yeah. Maybe five snakes. But not 70,000 snakes. And so they're like, oh, let's um, let's kill them all. And so they do. Uh, and that's why the the four areas that are left in this in this region of Manitoba uh, are preserved. And uh, if you go there, there's actually a, a giant statue of these two intertwined snakes that they named Sarah and Sam. Um, so you can go take get your picture taken next to them, which is probably just a weak consolation prize for going to the place and not seeing the snakes because you only had a couple of days and you had no idea when it was going to happen. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. I, I again, if you if you're fine, if I I I personally don't find snakes um, weird or creepy or gross at all. I think they're super cool. Um, so this is, so seeing a giant mass of them is a little, is definitely unnerving. Um, but if you got a phobia, steer clear of these YouTube videos outside of that, check it out. Cause it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, and, and like kids take field trips there again, these, these snakes are harmless. Um, and so, you know, they, the kids are picking them up and you, there's actually a video of a guy like walking through them and he just lifts up his foot and kind of slowly plants it down in this and the the floor is snakes it's it is just snakes and it and then it parts and then he could put his foot on the ground and so he's it's really it's really something when the floor is snakes <laughs> that sounds like a plasmid cuz there's in in BioShock your 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 palms are bees, but you could. But it would be cool to have a plasmid where the floor is snakes. Yeah, I guess venomous ones. That would it wouldn't be very useful to have them not be venomous. But <laughs> well, it'd be, it would be hard to walk around. Certainly. Well, I mean, if you're if if you're a if you're a spliced up junkie, you're, oh psychopath, you're just gonna you're gonna step on all those snakes unless they bite you. So you you gotta make sure that they're decent snakes. You know. Hefty ones. <laughs> and that's all I got. That's all I got, except for uh, the the largest concert ever was a free concert in 1993 at Copacabana Beach. There were three million people there. Wow. That's, that's why it's the hottest spot north of Havana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wait, what? No, no, wait, wait. That song came out way before that <laughs> that concert. Yeah. But I'm sure it's not the first time well, we've had a lot of people in one place. Yeah. Copacabana, I guess, like the beach is... The, there was another concert, uh, the Rolling Stones, hundred one uh, broke a million, Copacabana. It's, it sounds like just... I, I gotta look up pictures because that's... An, I'm trying to envision a place that's big enough to... Like where you could be, there's like everyone can hear the concert. <laughs> well, there's like um, there's this one right here, one uh, 1.5 million um, at the Philadelphia Museum of Art in 2005. It was a festival. Live eight. Live eight. Oh, that's the name of the festival. Yeah. Interesting. And speaking yeah. of Havana, there was another one. 1.1 million in Havana. Oh, 
for some reason I I was like oh the, like a, a a a football stadium is 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 near the max of what we could of right. gatherings, which is not even just close. Outside, I guess I guess a beach yeah a large beach like a Daytona beach you could like there could be a ton of people out there. True, but like all listening to a concert. All doing the same thing. All there for the same reason. Um, yeah. Like a big festival no or something. That's that... one thing where there's tons of stuff to do. But if you're all like just listening to one person, I imagine that there's like, you're, you could be so far out on the fringes that you might as well have just um, streamed it. <laughs> you know, in the 90s when streaming was a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, like, you just look at this. There's people, like, maybe a mile or more away that are at, quote-unquote, the concert. But they're if they can hear it, it's distant. Yeah, they're like, huh, I thought I heard a drum beat. Nah, never mind. <laughs> We're at this concert, right, you and me? <laughs> or are we just on a beach? <laughs> at what point are you yeah, at the at concert? What, at what point are you just on the beach? <laughs> Can you t- if a concert is happening on the beach, is everyone on the beach at the concert? <laughs> then every every beach, I, I, you could break this if you should go to a crowded beach on the Fourth of July or something and start playing music. And, like, and just dude, with the, with your guitar, there was like a million people at my concert. <laughs> you can just go to the beach with go to the beach on the Fourth during like the Air and Sea show with your melodica, and suddenly you have like one of the 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 most attended melodica concerts of all time that though like man being in that crowd something goes wrong and you're crushed people freak out a little bit you get crushed yeah there was just recently a crush uh, yes yeah, it's, it's uh, very tasty orange soda mm-hmm. it's a or a very horrible accident yeah or a very laid back <laughs> sea turtle you, know, you just never <laughs> All right, let's you never know with this stuff <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> if you're out there, that, if you're out there in podcasting, that was the red-sided garter snake. Uh, so stay warm. Don't neglect to gather together, and irritate your females like the red-sided garter snake here in my death and taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. <laughs> Irritate your females. I'm gonna let Johanna know. <laughs> I feel like that's good advice. Let her know about it 15 times before you go to bed tonight. Mm-hmm.